hit me. From Studio P, Sausalito, home of the hit, it's time for... Succotash. The number one comedy podcast podcasting about comedy. Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast podcaster, Mark Hershaw. Yes, it is Mark Hershon. This is Succotash, Epi 19. Man, Epi 19. It's, uh, it's coming along. Almost uh, a full of 20. Oh, man, it's going to be great. I don't know why. It just is. Um, anyway, it's good to be back. Uh, we are in Studio P once more. Uh, the uh, ever-enchanting uh, engineer-producer Joe Polino on the other side of the glass, making the magic happen as it were. And, uh, of course, uh, the tunage of Scott Carvey there fading out behind me in the distance. Uh, thank you, Mr. Carvey, for uh, your fine, fine theme. Uh, we are back. We have a fully loaded show today. A lot of clips, a lot of uh, interesting things. Um, I'm going to start playing some uh, promo stuff from podcasts. I've uh, got a uh, one-minute promo piece that was sent to me. Uh, so we're going to start doing that for some of the podcasters that we don't have time to get to a full clip for. Oh, what else can I tell you? Uh, we are now selling Succotash merchandise. Yes, we have uh, a web store and uh, you can get a t-shirt or a coffee mug or a mouse pad. Uh, there's a number of other things that are in the store. We can put more types of things in the store. Joe is drinking from his Succotash mug. I am wearing a Succotash t-shirt even as we speak. Um, so if you're interested in uh, checking that out, you can find us. We're uh, over at the Cafe Press site. You can get there by going to hersh, H-E-R-S-H, dot C-O slash Succotashery. I'm not going to spell that. If you want to find us, go to our... Suc You're asking for trouble. I know, Kenny. I know. Uh, you know what? Just go to SuccotashShow.com, our home website, and click on the ad uh, in the right-hand column that takes you right to the web store. And go get yourself some Succotash all over yourself. How about that? Uh, you can also uh, read... Uh, well, not Succotash, but you can read my reviews uh, on a weekly basis. I am uh, reviewing, I'm part of a team of reviewers at This Week in Comedy Podcasting over on SplitSider.com. So uh, go check that out. Uh, I've got a review from a, uh, a clip we're going to hear actually first coming up today. I'll tell you about that in a moment. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about before we get into the show is our donate button. <laughs> Yeah, we got a donate button. We are listener supported in theory, although we are actually now listener supported, in fact, because we have had one donation made through the donate button. So uh, I will tell you more about that uh, when we get to the tweet sack a little later today. Okay. Today, as I said, we really do have kind of a mixed bag for you. Uh, we've got a clip with two people who are in the upper, upper echelons of show business. And we've also got several clips from across the pond in the United Kingdom. We even have a podcast song from Fred Stoller, who was our guest, uh, who I interviewed in Epi 15. And um, a couple of clips from shows that uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit about how podcasting is sort of changing the way that people are dealing with themselves. We have two, not one, but two bursts of durst today and special, special guest, our booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, is with us today for a long awaited segment 
of Boozing with Bill. So it's going to be good to have him back in the studio. Uh, so let's start slinging the succotash. Uh, you know, it's amazing to see the spectrum of people that are jumping into the podcast pool. A few months ago, Alec Baldwin took the plunge with a show called Here's the Thing. He just sits down one-on-one and does a pretty slick, well-edited one-on-one interview with people that he finds interesting. Needless to say, his access to said people has to be pretty easy. I mean, he is Alec Baldwin. I can't even get other podcasters to talk to me. But he's chatted it up with the likes of Michael Douglas and Chris Rock. And in the most recent epi, Baldwin talks to the guy who incessantly uses the phrase that is the title of Baldwin's show, Here's the Thing. It's the producer of Saturday Night Live, Lorne Michaels. Norm MacDonald was at the show on Saturday, and so we were sitting at the party, and, and Seth pointed out that Norm had given an interview somewhere recently where he was talking about the show, and he said, in what I thought was a, a nice way, it's now the only place left where you can be bad. You know, there's no laugh track. When something doesn't work, it's such a clear yeah, uh, silence. Yeah. And whereas you walk out of a situation comedy in front of a live audience, they're already cheering. Yeah. You know, even the theater They're now, not taking any chances. Uh, the theater, people stand. The audience thinks they're supposed to do a standing ovation. Right. You know, and you go... Reflexively. Yeah. For a stand-up comic talent like Norm, I think one thing he might be reacting to is it gives people, the hosts, whether they are comic performers or not, it gives them the recreation of like a club, being in a club. Yeah. And it's stripped down so that it's only at the end talent writing into a lens. There's no spectacle. We don't have, you know, much of a wide shot. Yeah. You're watching pure performance. Yeah. And And for people to be able to soar like that, and when you see it happen, it is always amazing. You know, amazing to be standing there being me, having seen it as many times as I have. And the fact that every week we don't know how it's going to turn out, and the fact that I'm still as scared as I am every dress rehearsal. And honestly, I don't mean like will be drummed out of the business. I just mean that it is part of the process that people have to be bad before they can be good. When we have a great dresser, when the audience is way too hot, invariably something gets lost on air. When you come and do the show, um, I've never felt more raped and more violated yeah, than well, by the writers the, of your that's show. That's the original design. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've come yeah. on here, you know, seemingly weeks after I got divorced, and Bill Clinton a.k.a. Daryl Hammond is walking yeah. out telling me to put my oars in the water and set sail for the island of Punani with him. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, so I'm yeah. just wondering, I mean, do you, do you find that that's a, a big part of their creative success is your, is your complete Yeah, I think there's irreverence. something they expect us to be honest. Yeah. They, they expect us it? to say what, <laughs> what's actually happening. There's very little protection. Have you always been this irreverent your whole life? Yeah, probably. You have been, yeah. yeah. So this was really just meant to be. Yeah. All right, so that's Lauren Michaels visiting with Alec Baldwin on Here's the Thing. And uh, that's the podcast I did a review of uh, this last week on uh, Splitsider.com. You can find Here's the Thing over at WYNC.org. They're also on iTunes, and also I think they're partially funded by Stitcher. So you can definitely find them on Stitcher Smart Radio, a place you can also find the latest episode, including this one, of Succotash. Uh, Next up is a show that I have uh, slowly been sort of falling in love with. It's uh, from Canada. Uh, I'm finding that some of the shows I like the best are the ones where they really put a lot of uh, improv uh, group effort into. And this is one of them. Uh, It's called The Illusionoid. 
And uh, it's the strangest premise for a show uh, that I can think of. And uh, the best way to explain it, I've actually left the their own intro on this show um, before they get into the clip part of it uh, to sort of explain it. Uh, it's Paul Bates, Lee Smart, and one of the best names in podcasting, Nug Nargang, and their special guest, Colin Mockery, who you may know from uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Anyway, this is a, a it's a biweekly improvised comedy podcast, and it's in the, done in the style of an old time radio show like Inner Sanctum or X minus one. I'm sure most of you don't even know what those are, but this is just a kind of a crazy podcast, I think. Uh, and while we're recording this, by the way, it's a Saturday and these guys are getting ready to perform in the finals of the 2012 Globehead Improv Tournament in Toronto tonight. So wishing them the best of luck. Uh, the clip you're about to hear is from a couple of episodes ago. Um, but like I said, it's got Colin Mockery in it, which uh, lends it a little bit extra oomph. So uh, just try and follow along. Uh, it's uh, pretty bizarre. In the distant future, humanity will be annihilated by its greatest creation, a half-mad living computer called Illusionoid. A lone survivor sends cryptic messages backwards through time, desperate to warn of the deadly danger to come. Will you heed these warnings? Move a little closer to your time radios. That's it. Just like that. Good. For what you're about to hear may change the future and ultimately spare mankind from the monstrous menace of... Illusionoid. And now... Tonight's transmission. Hear me, children of yesterday. Not literally yesterday. That would make you one day old. Defenseless, one day old babies filthy with meconium and hungry, screaming for yesterday's teat. Well, yesterday's teat is today's disappointment. So hear me well. Tonight's tale comes from your future and recalls the ancient proverb, Beware the pants of eternity, for where the inseam meets the crotch, so meet you with your doom! Glad you could come. Yes. yes. You know that um, my uh, grandfather recently passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, thank you for dead, that. Dead, is he? Dead? Dead as a doornail. Yeah, completely dead. passed away. But going through his things, I, I found um, a book. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I wanted you to be the first to see it. All of us? All of you. Well, we've all seen books before. I yes. Guess. Yes, books are fairly common, right? Yes, absolutely. I have several in my library. Yes, you do, don't you? Yes. But you've never seen a book like this. What? What? Is it large? It's very big. Is it thick? It's quite thick. It's voluminous. Does it have lights? No. Uh, well, I it didn't. does not have a light. No, that would. Be I was going to say I'd never seen a book with lights. No, in. that would be no, no, no definitely. I would. Yes. I would stare at one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be hard to read. It would, it would be blinding, right? No, true. No, I shining, shining back at you yes. as you were trying to look into it. Yes. Yes. I didn't think it through. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
It's all right. We were brainstorming. We yes, were. We were just thinking out loud. Oh, oh, perhaps if you just show us the book, then. Uh, Indeed. Yes. We came a long way to see this book. Uh, well, well, we were seeing it. We came a long way to hear what you had to say. Well, I know. I came for good friends and good company. Well. Thank you for that. Well, yeah, but now I'm interested in this book. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I've, I've sufficiently raised your intrigue. Yes. Oh, I hope you haven't overhyped this book I'm now. Right. That is a problem. Sometimes people like, build things up so much. Yeah. The hype, so, so I mean, it's, it's, this better not be a photo album, is all I'm saying. Well, no, no, there's no photos. Are we text. looking at pictures of your children? It's my grandfather's book. Oh, oh so, so is so it pictures of you? No, it's not pictures of me. Oh. It's, 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 it's my grandfather, he, he kept a journal. Oh, and that is what this book is. Go on. Oh, a journal. A journal. It's was a... he an interesting person? He was quite an interesting man. He, he dabbled in, um, how shall I say, the taboo. <gasps> the board game? <clears throat> yes. He played with the board game taboo? He did, he I, did. I like that game. So but he also played with things that were outside the ken of mortal men. Oh, dear. Yes. Really? And this is what this book is, 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 is life's work. Should we um, put on our ceremonial cloaks if we're going to read this? If it's... I feel it's only appropriate. All I right. right. Yeah. All right. Uh, First we disrobe. Yes, of course. Of course. Each other. We disrobe each other. Right, of course. Yeah. My hands are full. Is that a new okay. tattoo? Yes. Well, my yes. hands are full. I had it put on the other day. It's removable. Oh. Okay. So that's the Illusionoid. Find it at Illusionoid.com. They're on iTunes. They're on Stitcher. And uh, every chapter is completely different than the one before it, other than the fact that it has to do with the illusionoid danger that uh, never really shows up in any of the episodes. Uh, next up is the first of two, Bursts O Durst, and in this one, uh, our favorite local Politico comic, Will Durst, is talking about the true state of the union. Hey guys, Will Durst here with a few words on Barack Obama's third and possibly last State of the Union address. Although it's an election year, the administration went out of its way to reinforce that this was not a campaign speech, just a report on the progress being made. Apparently, the State of the Union is pretty much exactly what we thought it was. Good, getting better, but not quite great. Oh, it's definitely going to be great someday, because America has been great before and we will be great again. Soon. How soon now? That's the question. Tomorrow, next month, 2014, doesn't matter as long as we stick to the current course and do not slip back into the bad old policies from the past, if you know what I mean. The economy is heating up, but that doesn't mean it's hot. It needs to be hotter, as hot as it can get until it's the best hot ever. And then even when it is the best hot ever, can we relax? No, not in America, because that's when we roll up our sleeves and really go to work. Not for ourselves, but for our children and their children and their grandchildren's nieces' stepkids. The country is full of goodness, but we need to maintain a concerted vigil to fight off systemic badness. In essence, what we need is more good and less bad. Some of the things that are good are happy families, secure jobs, a strong defense, and splendid health. What we can do without, thank you very much, are crime, disease, terrorism, and grumpy Republicans with the cheery optimism of the gray-green slime that grows on sunken cave ceilings. And all I can say is, thank God this wasn't a campaign speech. For Succotash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst. Will Durst, indeed. Find him at willdurst.com. He also tweets regularly as at Will Durst on Twitter, so look for him there. 
Um, I mentioned uh, earlier in the show that we're going to start playing some promos from uh, podcasts, comedy podcasts that we don't have time to play full on clips or they don't have time to send us a clip or what have you. If they've got good sounding promos, uh, why not play them? Um, kind of got the idea because I just got a promo from uh, one of the podcasts that got me into listening to podcasts, the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, which uh, I've played, not only played a couple of clips from them, I actually interviewed the uh, the two hosts of that show, Dean Haglin and Phil Larness, uh, back on one of the earlier episodes of Succotash. Uh, but they just put together this one-minute promo and asked if I wouldn't play it. And I said, of course I will. Uh, they maintain they're not actually a comedy podcast, but uh, the, given the fact that Dean is actually a stand-up comic and improviser, and they do say some stuff that's funny, I figure I'm going to grandfather them in as a comedy podcast. So listen to this. And now. Hi, I am Dean Haglin here in the offices of Rational Exuberance with your co-host and mine, Mr. Phil Lernest, ladies and gentlemen. I have almost as many nicknames. Uh, enough, Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco. Sulu from TV Star Trek. Sheriff. Sheriff. From MySpace. The Doctor. Almost as many nicknames as uh, Kim Jong-il. Celebrity deaths. When it comes to death, we <laughs> give death the weight that it deserves. How does the world change without Kim Jong-il? Explanation of the week. I imagine that very rare collection of DVDs goes on sale on eBay. Lawsuit of the week. We are high as a kite on eggnog. <laughs> Wingnut of the week. They were marginalized by their societies because of their crazy views, which, oh, by the way, turned out to be right. Right, exactly. Uh, Your Chill Pack Hollywood Hour with Dean Hagland and Phil Lairness. It's especially enjoyed at chillpackhollywood.com, C-H-I-L-L-P-A-K, hollywood.com. Exactly. That's the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour. Dean Haglund, Phil Ernest. Uh, go check them out if you get a chance. And uh, it is time now for our regular feature, uh, the Succotash Tweet Sack. Yes, this is a chance for us to uh, get into all of our uh, listener email and tweets. And uh, as usual, there's not a whole lot. Um, but we are, have been getting a lot of retweets of our notes that we've got programming out there and who's on the show and that sort of thing. So uh, thanks to all of those listeners who keep uh, retweeting our notes. That's good. Uh, we get favorited a lot on Favorited Friday, Favorite fr FF Friday, whatever that thing is on Twitter, where you just kind of lump a bunch of people together. You like to watch their tweets. So we get mentioned that a lot, which is good. Um, I really want to thank our loyal listener and friend of the show, Ed Wallach, one of the first uh, listeners to reach out uh, to us originally, uh, probably one of the first people to actually throw anything into the tweet sack to begin with. And um, he is also the first person, we have to have some sort of special fanfare or something for this, he's the first person to donate to Succotash. There you go, Ed. Thank you so much. So far, the first and only person to actually click the donate button and send us a few shekels. So thank you. And uh, not only that, Ed has also been inspired to start his own podcast. So hopefully we will retain him as a loyal listener now that he is producing Don't Quit Your Daycast. And uh, I have promised Ed that uh, once he gets a few episodes under his belt, and once we get a few belts under our belt, we will uh, play a clip from Don't Quit Your Daycast. But in the meantime, go ahead and support him. Go check him out at don'tquityourdaycast.com. And he's also up on iTunes. Uh, and I want to shout out to another loyal listener, another friend of the show, uh, Charlie Miller, 
who has also recently taken the wraps off of his own podcast. So you can catch the Random Variety Show in its infancy over on Blogspot. The URL is so long, just throw Random Variety Show into Google and it will pop up. So good luck with the podcast, Charlie, and we will get a clip from you soon, I promise. Uh, lastly, I got a letter from uh, a podcaster in the United Kingdom, and I'll just read it. It said, uh, Hiya, uh, I saw your request for comedy podcasts on Twitter. Well, I do a fortnightly, that's how you can tell he's from, from England, fortnightly podcast that can be found at badgersbriefcase.com. It's a mixture of chat and sketches attached as a small demo reel of my podcast. If you would prefer a sample clip, then let me know. All the best and Happy New Year, Matthew Leonard. And from what I can tell from this promo clip from Badger's Briefcase, I think this is just Matthew Leonard doing all of these voices. Badger's Briefcase. Hello. Hello. Hello, children. Hello. 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 Hello, kids. Hello. Hello. How are you today then? Hello and welcome to Badger's Briefcase, the podcast. Hickory Dickory Dock. The mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one. The mouse ran down. He had a ringing in his ears from the loud dong. It turned out to be tinnitus, which got worse over the years. The little mouse hated it and ended up committing suicide to get away from the sound. Leaving his wife in Dear Lavender, food is good, hotel is nice, weather is alright, wish you were here, Paulie. I am not a robot. I am just a man with a robot's voice. Oh, no! It's a catastrophe! Jizzy Jez's tail has fallen off and he has taken spunky hair out in the process. Turns out those new trousers were the birthday present. I feel a bit daft about everything I've told him. Especially as I recently wept some tears into a cup of coffee. Over my dead wife. Mr. Toasty, he makes toast. What's the topping you like most? Spread it on thick, get it quick, cause Mr. Toasty makes the best toast in the world. Number 44, The Starling. A princess lived in a castle guarded by a dragon. Luckily, its life expectancy was five years, and hers was eighty. Cup's production will revolutionise the tea-drinking market and keep women fertile. Your questions? <laughs> so that is Badger's Briefcase. Uh, find them at badgersbriefcase.com. They're on iTunes. Uh, so, Matthew, thanks for sending that uh, clip along. That was great. Next, we are going to uh, repay a visit. Uh, pay a revisit? Um, we are going to visit once again uh, with Fred Stoller, who uh, visited with us on Epi 15 at length. Uh, I was listening to him on 
uh, WTF with Mark Marin this last week. Uh, he did an in-depth interview with Mark. And uh, at the end, he was complaining about some podcaster who had come to his apartment to do an interview. And I was worried at first it might have been me because that's where I interviewed him. But it turned out this podcaster who uh, remained unidentified when he found out that Fred lived in an apartment and not a house uh, he had thought that Fred was, to quote this guy, more successful than he actually was. And he ended up basically ducking out of doing the interview, saying he needed to save the space on his show for more important people. Uh, so Fred, who's a very nice guy, put together this this little song about uh, this uh, podcast incident. Uh, so listen to this. So I cleaned my apartment, I got it already, I was excited because a guy was coming over to do a podcast interview, you know, and uh, so then he comes over and, and he says, wait a minute, this is an apartment, not a house. I go, yeah, because I thought you were more successful. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you've been around forever, you're an older guy, just have an apartment. What do you mean? He goes... You know, I have a lot of, uh, I only have a certain amount of spots for the podcast, and I, I should not just give it out, you know. I'm going to have Dave Foley, Jeff Garland, Andy Dick, people like that, so I only have a certain allotted spots, and there's just an echelon. I said, because I live in an apartment, not a house, he goes... Well, I, I should maybe look at your credits. I, I bought and it's just an echelon. I said, because I live in an apartment, not a house. He goes, well, I, I should maybe look at your credits. I, I So I cleaned my apartment. I got it already. I was excited because a guy was coming over to do a podcast interview, you know. And uh, so then he comes over and, and he says, wait a minute. This is an apartment, not a house. I go, yeah. Because I thought you were more successful. I go, what do you mean? He goes, they've been around forever. You're an older guy, just have an apartment. What do you mean? He goes, you know, I have a lot of, uh, I only have a certain amount of spots for the podcast. And I mean, I should not just give it out. You know, I'm going to have Dave Foley, Jeff Garland, and Dick, people like that. So I only have a certain lot. It's kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of. We need more bigger people. I, I made a mistake. So that's Fred Stoller. Uh, and uh, I'm just calling that the podcast interview song. I don't even know if it has a title, but uh, Fred has a, a new book out. Uh, if you listen to my interview with him, he talked about being on the Seinfeld show as a writer for a year. And he has an ebook on uh, Kindle called My Seinfeld Year. Uh, and it's all about his uh, misadventures trying to uh, be successful on the uh, Seinfeld show writing staff. Anyway, uh, that's a, a song by Fred uh, trying to do at least one musical piece of comedy on the show. So that certainly counts. Now, he's not a musician. He's a great stand up. He's a very funny writer, but he's not a musician. So I actually uh, sent him a note and I said, Fred, how, how'd you put the song together? And he told me. It's an app on iPhone, moron. A monkey can do it. It's not that hard. If you can operate an iPhone, if you can push a button and make it stop again, you've got your song. It's just that easy. It's an app on iPhone, moron. A monkey can do it. It's not that hard. If you can operate an iPhone, if you can push a button and make it stop again, you've got your song. It's just that easy. It's just that easy. 
It's an Abbott iPhone or a monkey can do it. It's not that hard. If you can operate an iPhone, if you can push a button and make it stop again, you've got your song. It's just that easy. It's an Abbott iPhone or a monkey can do it. It's not that hard. If you can operate an iPhone, if you can push a button. Hello, friends. Has the world's economical, environmental, and political situations gotten you mad as hell, and are you just about ready to not take it anymore? We hear you, friend. And it couldn't be a better time for you to collect your righteous indignation, get to your feet, and pull up your pants. As long as those pants are Henderson's patented bitchin' britches, that is. Yes, when you're spoiling for a fight, Bitchin' Bridges are just the thing. The secret is in the lining. Every square inch of the inside of these high-quality trousers is covered with durable and stiff, 100% pure mohair, guaranteeing that you'll have ants in your pants and be hot under the collar from the moment you zip up the fly. And the relentless itching is just the start of the Bitchin' Bridges experience. Grueling hours of testing and research has taught Henderson's tailors how to fashion the pockets to be just small enough to make it virtually impossible to carry anything larger than a quarter and a tic-tac. Which means your wallet, keys, and loose change has to be carried around in your hands. On top of that, these pants don't breathe, so you'll be sweating like a monkey on meth within moments of slipping them on. <laughs> Clearly too uncomfortable for you to be able to sit for very long. Your neighbors will be sure to see you marching your way down to City Hall to get complaints off your chest. They'll be proud of your desire to make yourself be heard. They'll admire your determined manner, your cocksure attitude. And all the while, they'll never know the real reason for your renewed sense of civic responsibility is your brand new pair of Henderson's bitchin' britches. Originally designed for chronic complainers like Joan of Arc, the Donner Party, and Donald Trump, Henderson's bitchin' britches are itchin' for you to hitch them up wherever outmoded hipster clothes refuse to go out of style. That's Henderson's, makers of fine bins, dacks, and bipedal leg sheaths since 1622. And now back to Suckatash. Yes, back to Suckatash, and uh, that, that was uh, Bill Haywatt uh, on that commercial. And uh, as luck and our schedule would have it, Bill Haywatt has just entered the studio. Hello. Hello. Hello, Bill. Uh, oh, dear. Now, I, I, I'm sorry. I've been a little under the weather. I'm sorry to hear that. Now, oh. uh, I knew you were going to be on the show today because yes. when I came in, your uh, your bar, your wet bar was set up here in the yes, studio. Yes, the wet bar is set up for me here, and it's just in time because, you know, as you can hear, I've got this rather dreadful throat here, but I've got something that's a little cure for what ails you. Uh, come over here, Marcus. All right, I'll, let, I'll, let cross me show the, you. Uh, I'll cross to the bar microphone. Then. Yes, this please is, uh, do that. Yes, yes fantastic. Uh, well, it, it starts out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you. Uh, these. Oh, there we go. I'm sorry. Oh, boy, uh, this is kind uh, of a mess. Uh, Were you in here no, last night? I, no, no, no. Now, these glasses, these glasses come from 
My first wife's mother, she gave them oh, to me. Oh, that's nice. A little bit of history nice. here. Now, it's a sweet drink, so we're going to put. We're gonna start off with the sugar. And we're going to put that right in there. All right. Sugar okay. cubes. Okay. Uh, the recipe oh. for this drink will be uh, on the website afterwards. Of if, course, yes. If, if now, I don't die. This is it. a cold-weather drink. I got this in the very beginning of my career. I was, I was the persistent booth announcer at a station in Billings, Montana. No kidding. KBM, yes. <laughs> KBM. Oh, that's unfortunate. And, and I was uh, there, and I was working there, and, and the, the old booth announcer, he showed me how to do that. Right. He showed me how to do this drink. Now, we're going to start off... Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> we're going to start off with... Um, Have you been No, this no, at all? not at all. Okay. No, no. All right. We're going to start off with some filtered... Water. All this right, is a so Brita filter. All right. And so we, uh, we Brita, I once worked with uh, Peter Coyote, and I was the I was the one who said available at all Lucky stores. <laughs> available. He was he was doing the okay. the the the, the, uh, the main, the, the main stuff, and I was available at all. Anyway, Brita, I told the boss there. I thought, hey, I've got a great tagline for you, Brita. It ain't no shitter, and he. And that's why you're working on succotash today. Shut up. Sure. So, so anyway, it starts with filtered water. All right. We're going to so put it in here. All right. So we've got it. Important for people to know there's there's glasses with two sugar yes. cubes in them yes. waiting. That's right. Water's going into okay. a, uh, a like an electric kettle. Yes. We're going to put the kettle on. Polly, put the kettle on. Polly, put the kettle on. <laughs> yes, here it is. All right. Yes, very good. Well, this hot, I didn't count on this. I thought you would just kind of come in like before and we would make a quick drink and we'd... No. Be out of here. This no, this is boozing with Bill. Well, I understand. I've earned this. No, yeah, of course, and right. I'm happy to have you here. But right. this water might take a little while to boil. Yes. Is all I'm thinking. You don't want me to just talk about myself while we're waiting. Well, no, we'd love to hear about you and your stories about old time radio. I would love to. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. Word. You think think about a radio station uh, you were at. All right, yeah. Because those are the stories I, you I, love, I to love to tell. Them. Uh, but love in the, in the meantime, we're just going to play a really short. It's a teaser from a very funny show that we haven't played a clip from yet called The Thrilling Adventure Hour. And you know how I like Super Ego. You've heard yes. me mention them before. Of course, yeah. They're coming on the show, so they yes. put together this little teaser of uh, Super Ego coming on the show. So we'll play this, and then we'll get back and hear about All your, right. your old All days right. in radio. second thought was, where'd this watch come from? Uh, my wife had died, and uh, I was visiting her, her nest, and I looked up, and there's this little gray fella with huge almond eyes. Hello, I'm H.R. Giger, standing for Hey, Really Giger. Every time this happened, my shower curtains switch with my blanket duvet, but one waterproof, and more important, the bed one is, because I have black sweats, that evident because of the visitation. I saw three aliens in my backyard Wednesday. They were mowing the lawn Mexicans. Hi, Remy! <laughs> He's one of them. 
All right, so that is uh, the uh, teaser for the Thrilling Adventure teaser. Hour meets Super Ego, yes. uh, February 27th. That's, that's going I to had be a super ego should be very exciting. Yes, I'm Bill. Excited, yeah. uh, well, the water is boiled. Yes, water is boiled Good. now. Okay. It's time so for Phase Two here. Phase two. So, that, uh, as you see, we're going to pour the boiling water, and we're going to pour it over the ice cubes like such sugar, here. Sugar cubes. Sugar oh, cubes. Sugar cubes. Oh, sorry, it's a hot drink. Sugar, I, yeah. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. I was Make sure you're paying oh, attention. Boy. Here we go. So we're going to pour that hot water right in there. And then... So far, now, I don't see any booze. Yeah, well, we're getting there. Now it's, oh, now it's time. Now nothing but the best here. This is the voice talent, the announcer's best friend. It is traditional medicinal's organic throat coat tea. See, it says right yes, here. Absolutely. Supports throat health. Nice. I okay. brew well to be well. well. And it's kosher for our Jewish friends. Nice. So we've just given yes. uh, traditional yes. medicinals a free we commercial. We love them. So we're going, that's right. Yeah. So we open up the, 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 yep. the uh, tea bag. Individual bag. Yes, and we're going to yes. soak these. Sure. One for me. Here. Yes, one for you here. There we go. Okay. Very yes. good. And we're going to put that right there right in, the hot in, water. in the hot water. Okay. And then, of course, we must let it steep uh, now. We've got to seal them up and just let them sit there and be with themselves for a while. But Otherwise, steeping, we'll spoil the whole thing. steeping takes so a few minutes, now. doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, so well, all the more better to oh, tell you. Oh, I know. Why don't you amuse us with one of your stories of old radio? Bill. Oh, you don't want to hear them again. Oh, no, you want please. to play. I know you told please. me already it's a clip full day. Yes, I'm it is. happy enough it to is. be here. Please play another one of your precious clips, you. Oh, thank uh, you. All right. Oh, okay. Fine. This course, is a special but... clip. Uh, this is from uh, a show we haven't featured before called The mm. La Last Podcaster Standing <laughs> uh, with Grant, Jason, Joe, Tom, Stephanie, and the return of TK1. Mm. Now, um, they, they do a kind of style of show called, uh, I, I call it the shooting the shit style of show. There's no need to be vulgar. They yeah. actually call it that themselves oh, on their yeah. website. But it's kind of that show that's a bunch of guys and or gals. They're yeah. sitting around a microphone and seeing how much Morning fun they... Zoo. Yeah, if you will. But Trent. I picked this clip to play, not because it's particularly funny, but it's just really representing an interesting thing that seems to be happening in the social media connected society we're living in. So, as I mentioned, TK1 has come back to the show, and this is after having checked himself into a mental health facility, oh, which, you know, uh, not so long ago, such a thing was so sort of shameful, embarrassing. We would never talk about this sort of thing uh, to our closest friends, let alone in public. But now, uh, here on episode 56, he's talking about this and seems comfortable enough to do it, not just with his friends, but with potentially the entire world. People have run out of things to talk about. There's well, no I don't know about that. There's, just, there's something about a comfort level. I suppose it, it's very similar in nature uh, in that regard of sharing things that you normally wouldn't mm. do. Uh, comedian Todd Glass, uh, who I know and have known for a number of years, went on Mark Barron's WTF, What the Fuck Show, uh. Uh, a couple of weeks ago and revealed that he is not heterosexual. Oh, um, my Yeah. Uh, now, I don't use the word gay to describe it because he doesn't like the word gay. Do you for prefer pillow biter? I don't know, but he is not <clears throat> heterosexual. Nancy boy. But he, it's just interesting that he would choose Mark's show to oh. come on and reveal this this uh, intimate personal uh, thing. You know, there's politicians uh, and these huge corporations and they keep trying to hide these things. Obfuscate. Yes, obfuscate. Yeah, obfuscate. Uh, and on the other hand, these other people that are just plain folks that are uh, coming on revealing, you know, these these sort of fears mm. of their theirs to everybody. I'm a I'm I have a fear of heights. Do you? Yes, <laughs> I want to tell you this right now. Okay. All right. But I'm not afraid of the next clip. Though. Okay, good. So uh, let's uh, play this clip from the last podcast you're standing, and by then, this tea will be steep. Hell yes. 
I spent time in a psychiatric hospital. Uh, How was it? A week, a week specifically. And this was a, you're there, a and week. they're not letting you go. You were, it was like two weeks. So not exactly Club Med. What happened essentially is that life caught up with me, the stresses, things like that that I wasn't dealing with well, and I also that's a lot of life that caught up. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! You know what's funny is how many people are going to get those jokes? Oh, like all lot. the new people, no one's going to get the immortal jokes. They'll get it. All right. You know it's funny, Grant. You keep saying what a dick to Tom. Like that's ever going to change? I know. <laughs> No, I, I anticipated coming tonight. That uh, it's kind of just redundant now. That was one of the the caveats I wanted to put out there, and just decided not to. Was that I would tell the story with the uh, caveat that Tom wasn't allowed to say anything, but then I realized that was not going to happen. No, so, no. Um, right. a lot of people don't know, but we had um, we had gotten into a big blowout fight, and I think Stephanie, you actually got hung up on, or we the, the yeah, no, I got hung up on. Is that what happened? Yeah. That's exactly what happened. We had a huge blowout fight on the podcast, and that wasn't the the reason why I like, actually broke down, but it was the, the, the catalyst. It was your breaking point. It was my breaking point. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. It was such an intense argument, right. specifically between you and I, Jay. Right. And it was... Yes, not me. Not, yeah, not me That's true. You know, you know what's funny, though, is going back and remembering that moment is the deer in headlights look that both of them had. And I was like, I was like an assassin with words. You know, I, I and Jay looked like he was were, a solid piece quiet. of oak who were going to beat the shit out of me. Like I could have, I killed him with my words. But any moment, if he would have just threw his arm out, I would have been dead. <laughs> what a horrible. Anyway, so um, I love you. I love you too, man. <laughs> uh, so we had that knockdown dragout fight, and uh, and for whatever reason, that was like the catalyst that just pushed me over the edge, and I started having more and more of these issues uh, come into play. And I believe it was more of a, a knockdown walkout fight. <laughs> Okay, yeah, fair, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. I, I walked out. That wasn't cool. So I'm sorry. Thanks for that, Tom. <laughs> Dick. So I don't, I don't remember what happened after that other than... Uh, like, it's all a blur. Yeah, you miss it me? is all a blur. Yeah, I missed you, Tom. So that was the, the, the trigger effect. And then, you know, we were having trouble with our mortgage and, and the foreclosure. Right, right, right. My job is just, uh, you know... Hell on wheels. My own fault that I'm still there, but I'm still there. Right. And... um. And everything just built up. And but what I have is I have a, a panic disorder, which you guys, I think, you guys started seeing when we were in Chicago. So uh, essentially what happened through, for my prolonged disappearance is I, I woke up uh, in the morning and I had this um, horrible fear of everything. Like I was afraid to move. I was, I was, I was becoming agoraphobic. I was having panic attacks. And I, I don't, for anyone who doesn't have panic attacks, it is the most bizarre and strange mental, physical effect that that i've ever experienced it, it, it's your mind is out of control and it's all irrational you try and rationalize but right. somehow you physically and mentally still what start i think to is break funny down. is you and my wife sort of bonded over this <laughs> yeah, yeah right because she, she went through it yeah but panic attacks are so insane because the, you have moments of rationality but when you're in the middle of them it, like your rationality goes by the way of the dodo. You told me the fact that it was so irrational kind of weirded you out even more because you tried to make sense of it, and the fact that you couldn't just hurt even more. Yeah, it, it comes down to, like, you know that your life isn't that bad and things aren't that bad, but somehow it feels like that. You were so, in a downward spiral. Oh, it was awful. Right. It was awful. I woke up, and I, and I pretty much got to the point where I... Uh, you weren't even speaking. I just wanted to... No, that Thursday I woke up, I, I was I was on the, the verge of uh, suicide insofar as... I, it wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to kill myself. Right. But I was at the point where I felt so, so much despair that uh, so I, you say I, that now. I couldn't, um, I couldn't take it anymore. And so I looked at my wife and I said, "You know what? We got to go in." So I went in, 
and I spent uh, I spent a bit of time in a psychiatric hospital. That was it. That's last All podcaster right. standing. Yes, uh, you can find mm-hmm. them at la- the last podcast past the last podcaster standing.com. We'll just go to iTunes. Yes. Everything's on iTunes. Just find it there. Okay. So, so the tea has yes, steeped. The tea is steeped. It it's smells very good. It's, it's steeped. I know. Well, I, it I've is used throat. Uh, traditional medicinal yeah. throat well, coat tea. It I've, is a lifesaver. I have used it before yes. thanks to your uh, your and, prescription. And now, as this is how they do it in Billings, Montana, we're going to add something a little esoteric to this. Okay. And, and call it. The Green Death. We're going oh. to take a jigger what? of uh, absinthe right here. You can see this is absinthe. Wow. Yes. We're going to have throat coat tea and absinthe. The is Green that... Death and throat coat tea. I call this life and death. <laughs> life and death. Yes. I love life it. Life and life death. Life and death. So we're going to take the jigger. You've been hanging on that one for a while. Hell life and yes. death. yes. So we're going to have a nice little jigger of, of, of the, and look at that color. Doesn't that just make you want to just have your nose hairs crawl up into your head? It looks now, a bit like um, antifreeze. Yes, it kind of does, but now with the secret ingredient right here, please excuse okay. me. This is it. Clover Stornetta whipped light cream. Can we take the tea bags Oh out? yeah, we've got to do that. Thanks for reminding yeah, me. I get a little excited. Now here we are. Rinse. That's right. That's rinse. Ooh, that's cycle. minty. Isn't it's minty fresh? Yeah. For those of you yeah. who think okay. we're just making this up, now we're actually shake it up here. making this drink. Now I got to top it off. There we go. All right. There we go. And a little bit of that. All right. Okay. Now we got two straws for okay. you. Okay. All right. And this we're is like stir it up nice. And uh, so this is what keeps you your throat. Uh, yes, it's life and death, and it is a throat coat tea and absinthe. Cheers. Uh, I'll be in tow there, and... doctor. All yes, right. Sir. Here we go. Mm. And... Mm. Ooh. Isn't that mm. good? Yeah, that, just stir mm. up the whipped cream in there. Mm. You love it. It's it, you you know? Yeah, that, uh, you you mm. just put two jiggers if you want to hallucinate. Halluc- hallucinate. Oh, good lord. Mm. This is no wonder you you, you mm. stay so mellifluous. Yes, it just mm. it goes right down. It's Ooh. lubricating, isn't it? You're gonna love it, you know I swear the, to God. Again, this mm. is actually pretty good. I'm not shitting you, man. <laughs> this is good. You go easy on that. You're going to oh. be bouncing out on your head. What's next? Okay, well, hey, we're I'm consuming this. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is, um, there's a uh, <laughs> podcast with a couple of improvisers <laughs> called Van Full of Candy, who uh, we featured only by way of the fact they were guests on another podcast we played a clip from. You okay, Bill? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Um, anyway, there's, there's a twist on podcasts okay. going on. Um, it's been around as long as podcasts, but it, it, the technology is becoming better and there's sort of this live casting going on there so uh the van full of candy guys jesse jones and uh uh i'm sorry i wrote the names down wrong candy uh yeah uh jones and and jones lights out yeah i I think this anyway van Van full of candy i i happened to be on twitter the other night and i saw that they were trying this live casting for the first time and no one had called in, so I called in, and uh, I was the first caller on their first live cast. So uh, here's a little taste of Van Full of Candy. But we've got five minutes left, so get the caller on the line. All right, fair enough. Thank you for calling into the Van Full of Candy live blog cast, whatever the shit. Caller, go ahead. Hey, guys, it's uh, Mark Hershon over at Succotash Show. How are you? We're, we're good. We're, it's weird. That we've actually it's finally a, made this oh, happen. It, it's a brave new world. Uh, so uh, I just uh, I I just caught you tweeting you were going to be trying this. So I uh, 
figured I would uh, support you in your efforts. We appreciate yeah. that. We do very much. We saw you catching us tweeting, and we were hoping that you would actually come by so that we would have at least one person listening to us <laughs> talking at nothing. <laughs> so now the three of us are talking to each other. That's fantastic. We are. This is technology. Well, you know, this is how Alexander Graham Bell got started, right? He just had one guy in another room, so... Yeah, yeah. Actually, we're, a, we're, we did a post on that, actually, the first uh, <laughs> phone call or something like that. That's right. Come here, yeah. Watson, I need you. <laughs> right. <laughs> now we just know he was just a frustrated podcaster trying to get one more listener. That's right. <laughs> That's all he needed. <laughs> just looking at the chat window, waiting to see if anyone would pop in. What's going on with Succotash? Yeah, we're uh, we're rounding up on uh, show uh, 20 coming up here in a little bit. We just had uh, our 18th show. We interviewed uh, Cole Stratton, the guy who organizes the San Francisco Sketch Fest every year. Ooh. Very good. All right. So that's uh, Van Candy and their test run uh, of their live cast. So you can you can actually find that there. Uh, they've done a, a couple more now over on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, I see that our friends uh, down at the uh, down under at the D Head Factor are also giving the live thing a try. It'll be interesting to see how that's going to change the face of internet casting more and more. With all these live shows and podcasts, I don't think terrestrial radio stands much of, much of a chance other than just barely hanging in there. But the question remains, how does all this entertainment get supported? Or is it so cheap that to put up that it just becomes one more link in the social media chain that connects everyone together on a worldwide level? I I don't know, especially after that drink. My uh, I, I, my, my thinker isn't working too good. Uh, anyway, check out Van Full of Candy at vanfullofcandy.com or iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. And uh, now from, uh, from there, uh, wherever there happened to be, we're uh, going to hop over to the U.K., and a show uh, called uh, I Am Idiot. And uh, this, uh, this was uh, sent along uh, from these uh, three guys, Howard, Keith, and Ben. And uh, their cover letter said, in case you want a bit of a background, we are I Am Idiot, which I just love that phrase. We are I Am Idiot. Three men around the 40 mark, friends for about 15 years, live in London, and really the podcast is pretty much us three discussing what happens to us and our struggles with life. I guess the difference between uh, with our pod and others is that we do a fair amount of scripted stuff. So we do something called Music Marvel, where we fake interviews with stars such as John Bon Jovi, Kanye West, and Lenny Kravitz. We also do a bit of pre-recorded stuff, such as the interviews with Mel Gibson, Paul McCartney, and Charlie Sheen. Other than that, as the clip demonstrates, we are three friends who mock each other, laugh uncontrollably at our stupidity, and so on. Thanks again, and speak soon, Ben. So let's give a listen to I Am Idiot. Okay, boys, I've got an impossible choice. Okay. Um, now, what I've done is I've broken it down into two options, um, which is... <laughs> a choice, if you will. Okay, <laughs> good, yeah. good. Yeah, option being another word for choice. Yeah. And um, and two options is the way it's normally done, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So that's what I've done. I've basically done it as we've always done it before. Okay, good. good. Okay, so sticking, sticking to the rules. Mm. Sticking Stick to the rules. Yeah, important, important. Rules. Right. Okay, so, impossible choice. Option one. Mm. Okay, thank you. Would you rather relax in a jacuzzi, have various treatments, including reflexology and a facial, mm. have some gratuitous sexual favours performed on you by various slaves assigned mm. to you, then be massaged to sleep by a very attractive 19-year-old with a body to die for, mm. later be woken up by that girl dangling her nipples in your face only to repeat the above ad infinitum 
Okay, is she just dangling her nipples or are they on the end of the boot? Use your imagination. Use your imagination. <laughs> you need to use your imagination. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. Option two is you can either do number one or number two. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So this is option two. Okay, so this will be option two, yeah. <laughs> do you want to explain that? Would you... <laughs> Would you rather take copious amounts of drugs, mm. get higher than ever before, dance all night, meet a sexy lady, make love in the moonlight on a deserted beach, take more drugs, dance some more, shag some more, Ooh. smoke loads of dope, and then fall asleep in the grip of the girl that you now love, only to wake up a few hours later with not even a hint of a hangover, ready to do it all again, ad infinitum. Oh. Well... Both uh, the, the advantage to option one yeah. is that you wouldn't be able to, you, you would want to do it, wouldn't you? Option one, whereas option two, you wouldn't be interested. So I know that if I was involved in this, you'd want to be there, like getting in the way and stuff. <laughs> so I would go for option two <laughs> so that I could do it on my own. You're talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> you'd want to be just hanging around, try, trying to get all the free stuff as well. <laughs> so. What you think if 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 so so if you went for option one so you went yeah. for the jacuzzi and the treatments you'd be there going can and, I come can I come <laughs> can I come okay kind of, okay uh, you've ruined the whole thing in a way haven't you by by taking it out of the realms of imagination fantasy. and fantasy you brought it back to the real world and then and then made it about us three so it, uh, that's what it's supposed to be is it okay yeah. I'd choose the second one yeah I would as well. But you can't. Why not? But we aren't all being on it together. There are more than three. It's a dessert. It's a dessert. It's a dessert. No, there aren't more. Than you three don't girls. drink or smoke. Is so we've all got to have sex with. No, the I know. Same but if I could live time. a life like that, waking up without a hangover and ready to do it all again, all I right, I'm doing the first would. one then. Uh, yes, am I? No, you. I'm all doing right, the no, second that's one because I get more drugs. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can have all. No, Keith, you There's do the second unlimited one. Unlimited supply. No, he's doing the first one with you. Look, you anyway, two are anyway. giving each other facials, <laughs> and I'm doing drugs. And oh, I don't want him dangling his nipples it, in my it, face. Nothing new. <laughs> dangling nipples on, yeah. on pieces of string. She's a very strange girl. Playing conkers. <laughs> it's part of the facial treatment. Oh, oh. I actually made this one up, so I'm going to choose to do the option one on one day, and then you make option two up? on the you next made it up. day. You mean this isn't real? These are things and, that have happened um, to you. No, sorry. I mean, I, you know. I've, I mean, I've established these packages. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, fine. How much is the first package? <laughs> what, what are the price points on these? Can I have option one, but without the dangling nipples? Uh, yeah. Does that give me money off? With no mushrooms. Or is it all inclusive? It's all inclusive. Can I have drugs while I'm having a facial? No, no. Mm. You'd, have to, you'd have to pay for both options then. So it's not really a mix and match? It's not a mix and match, I'm afraid, no. I like a mix and match. I mean, the thing yeah. is, if you, want to, if you want to mix and match, you'd have to pay for each individual bit separately, which would cost you a cost lot more. Cost you a fortune. Mm. The thing is, with the packages, is what you if get I, a discount because you take everything together. You what stay. if I take out membership? <laughs> membership? Well, it is membership, really, isn't it? You know, I mean, you know. What do you mean, it is membership? You can't just well, say, it is membership. Well, it, well, <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. How interesting. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but the fact. Oh, you know, it's membership. But the fact, uh, but, the, but, but the fact that at the end it says ad infinitum, so forever, it means kind of you're going to be a life member. Yeah, but I want. I'm saying is, if I do membership, right? Can I get both? But it is membership. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's I am idiot with Howard, Keith, and Ben. Find them at IamIdiotCentral.com, also on iTunes. Uh, we are going to uh, jump back to uh, this continent, but not the the same country. We're going to go up to Canada. 
and uh, listen to a podcast from Robert Chaz Shoot, who is an author who lives in Canada. He's got a half a dozen e-books out there, including Sex, Death, and Mind Control for Fun and Profit, and also Self-Help for Stoners, which is the title of his podcast as well. Here is a taste from the letters section uh, from Self-Help for Stoners. Self-Help for Stoners finally has listener mail. Thank you for writing in. Donna from Arkansas asks, where do you get off talking about American politics in your podcasts? Thanks for your question, Donna. I talk about American politics because, A, no one knows anything about Canadian politics. Canadian politics is so far under the radar, you'd need a deep-sea sonar device to detect it. And, B, nobody gives a shit about Canadian politics, not even Canadians. Thanks for listening, Donna. Rajesh from Oklahoma writes, I'm in a small town in Oki, and my name is Rajesh, and I'm gay. What should I do? I am afraid. No problem, Rajesh. First off, a John Deere hat and plaid isn't going to cut it. You need to start calling yourself Raj. Raj is cool. Um, next, let it slip in casual conversation that you're related to Cal Penn. Kumar from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Just saw that again this week, and it is awesome, by the way. Love NPH when they ask Neil Patrick Harris where he's going, and he pauses and delivers the line, wherever God takes me. You think, there's a fucking cool guy, whether he's acting hetero or not. So, Cal Penn, oh, Cal Penn, wait a minute. Cal Penn worked in the Obama White House for a while. Yeah, that's not going to help you at all, Rajesh. Sorry, bad advice. Uh, try telling them that you're related to that Indian guy who plays Raj on The Big Bang Theory. Uh, don't say little brother, say cousin, and that you're good friends. That might buy you some time. Next is to start taking jujitsu if you can find a place to learn. Gay doesn't mean pussy. Somebody comes after you for your sexual orientation, you reserve the right to bash them back. Good luck, Rajesh, and Godspeed. Our next email is from Dick D. in New Brunswick. He writes, Remember me? I knew you in college. We were friends way back, and I'm going to be in Ontario, and I thought we could get together and catch up. Uh, let's see. I love the show. Uh, read the book, Self-Help for Stoners. Good. Really liked it. Uh, oh, boy. Dick D. Yeah. Uh, this goes on, but long story short, Dick... You should know that we all thought you were a self-important gas bag. All you could do was argue and lecture us on why you were always right about everything, and we talked about you, and I remember someone who was an actual friend of mine saying, the problem with Dick is that he has to feel like he's better than you before you could like him. Dick, you should know that this is not a winning strategy. Often the opposite is true. What I'm saying, Dick, is maybe you've grown over the years, maybe you've matured and changed and are now a self-actualized, happening person who doesn't make people cringe when he talks. But Dick, you're a dick, and I've had more than enough of you. Also, that night you were hit on the head and woke up in the trunk of the uh, dean's car, naked and painted yellow. Uh, remember how I listened to you tell us all how you tried to fight off the attacker, and there were six of them, and how you sent a few of them to hospital? Um, and you broke one guy's jaw, you were sure, because you heard the crack, and then you broke another guy's arm, and you were winning before someone clubbed you over the head with a big club. Yeah, that, that wasn't a club. That was a sock full of nickels, Dick. Um, <clears throat> it was a little bit awkward. Uh, it was just me in a ski mask, and you almost got away because I had to chase you half a block before I cut up to you. And that was an industrial solvent that I slathered on you before I painted you with that phosphorescent yellow paint that I stole from the road-marking painting machine from the university's maintenance department. Uh, it's been about 20 years, and I can say this now because I really don't bear you any ill will anymore. Not really. It's just that industrial solvent that made your skin red and itchy for weeks. Well, what I'm saying is, rather than traveling to visit me, 
You should really see a doctor. You know what I mean? Great. Glad you enjoy the show, Dick. Keep listening. All right, so that's uh, Robert Chaz Shoot, Self Help for Stoners. And uh, you can find him at all that Chaz, C H A Z Z dot com. He's on iTunes, he's on Stitcher Smart Radio. We're on Stitcher Smart Radio too, by the way. Uh, next up, uh, another new podcast. This has uh, been a record day for new podcasts. This is called Nick Creeps on Peeps. Nick Goss uh, is also part of a, a podcast called Divided by Zero. He put this one out himself, although he is joined by one of the other guys from that podcast on this episode. And it's a little bit of a strange premise for a podcast. He sticks out a location and just watches somebody and riffs on what they're doing and speculates on what their life might be like. Uh, it's a little creepy, but it's also exactly what me and my friends used to do a lot when we were just hanging out. And to tell you the truth, I still do that. So uh, give a listen to Nick Creeps on Peeps. Everybody, welcome to episode three of Nick Creeps on Peeps. You can follow me on Twitter at NickGauss underscore zero. And today with me, I have a, a special guest. I have uh, Pierre Zalz from Divided by Zero. Hello, hello, hello. Je <laughs> that means my name. Wah, wah, wah. But uh, today we are at the Westland Mall. We are perched above the showroom floor where they currently are selling boats. Sweet boats. <laughs> and uh, the gentleman we're looking at is uh, wearing a windbreaker and khakis. Is that the salesman? I believe he's a salesman. <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> he's still got six boats. He's a very tiny man. I don't see anywhere there, there was a boat sold because there's no empty spaces. No, no. The floor is full of boats. Uh, what are we going to call this guy here so we can... That's totally a Richard. <laughs> Richard. So uh, Dick here is changing his shoes. He obviously... Wait, uh, he, <laughs> he was in some comfortable ASICs or something for work, and he must be getting ready to go home. <laughs> no uh, sales today, huh? <laughs> He's going to trod slowly through the front door and his wife is going to just cry because <laughs> she knows they're going to have to sell a child or something. He's talking to a, a gentleman who's wearing the same outfit. I wonder if he's also a salesman or if he's like the manager. Yeah, he's the, a little bit older, so yeah. The manager of boat sales in the mall. I think he's just trying to reassure him that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> like, well, you know, I, I got in boat business, but I, I didn't sell so many in my first year, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just stick with it, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunities. Uh, there's new boats every year. And my favorite part about this is that actually the people around him as well, as the, all the customers, uh, just like older men who are, you know, something to say about boats, a story about a boat. They used to have a boat, yeah. been on a boat. I've gone fishing a couple times, and this would be perfect. <laughs> Checking out ridiculous things. <laughs> oh, look like, at this, a tub. <laughs> yep, that is a cup holder for sure. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, our, uh, our object of interest here is, I don't know, he seems to, even though he's changing to go home, he's still trying to field people in, like, <laughs> acknowledging everybody who walks by him, and, like, gazing off like he's professional. Actually, he's avoiding the people that look serious, and he's talking to children, like teenage <laughs> children. How about a boat, son? Oh, is there people? I can't see past the canopy there's, there's of this. Just some, uh, some teenagers. This is a, fan, a fantastic pontoon boat with a leather interior. And for the record, he's still working on those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> These are the most complicated pair of shoes he's ever owned. <laughs> because up until this point, it's been straight Velcro. 
and uh, these laces are giving him a hard time. So, uh, how long do you think he stays here and works on, and sells books? I imagine he was here at the open of mall of the mall. So, what that do they open at? Like uh, six, six for the mall walkers. Usually, stores open at I think eight. Uh, well, I don't think he's getting any of the walkers. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going eight to. Uh, it's almost. It's eight o'clock now. So he pulls a twelve-hour shift at the boat floor. If I wanted a boat, why the fuck would I be walking? <laughs> <laughs> this is all the exercise I need. I almost feel bad for him, but no. <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly made some money as a shopping bag from Sears. So either he has stolen a bag from Sears and is just taking his shoes home in it, or he actually purchased some new shoes. Those aren't even boat shoes. <laughs> Shouldn't he be wearing boat shoes? Well, he's in sensible boots now because it is snowing outside. Mm. There goes Richard. What do you think his, his partner's name is? Um, definitely, he's an owl. Definitely an owl. He's an owl for sure. Richard and Al are leaving us mm. at the moment. They're checking out uh, for the day, and uh, I think it's about time for us to check out too. Nick Gauss. Pierce Oz. Boat show. Have a good one. Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few words on the Republican unreality show playing out on TVs across the country. You know, the one where the last person voted off the island wins all the money he can grab from the Koch brothers and the chance to oppose Barack Obama this fall? It's certainly an entertaining production, but a bit confusing. Can't figure out if this primary season should be sponsored by planners due to all the mixed nuts involved, or by Procter & Gamble because of how deep we're entering soap opera territory. Think about it. A lot of talk, not much action, and the story thread so far. Sexual harassment accusations, money hidden in offshore accounts, extramarital affairs, closeted husbands, open marriages, gaffes and feuds and quarrels, and family discord. I keep waiting for an evil twin to show up. Although you could say that Rick Perry was George Bush's evil twin. Okay, eviler twin. We learned that Newt Gingrich presented his first wife with divorce papers while she was recovering from cervical cancer surgery, and he left his second wife right after she'd been diagnosed with MS. Makes you wonder how sick America has to get before he leaves us alone. <coughs> Mitt Romney announced that he's not concerned about the very poor. Problem is, people suspect his definition of the very poor consists of anybody who doesn't have two live-in maids. One thing about Mitt, he's definitely throwing a whole upstairs-downstairs spin onto the proceedings, which puts Ron Paul into the kitchen, and Rick Santorum washing one of the Bentleys. Unfortunately, we lost a lot of really good characters, but then again in soap operas, simply because you're dead doesn't mean you can't come back. Maybe at the convention in August, Mike Huckleby will emerge from the shower, and like the eighth season of Dallas, will realize this whole last year was nothing but a dream. For Suckatash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst. Second Burst of Durst is going to get us out of here today. Again, find him at willdurst.com, tweeting as at Will Durst. Thank you very much for listening to Epi 19 of Suckatash. And uh, I want to remind you uh, to, if you want to help us out, become more listener uh, supported. Find our donate button at suckatashshow.com. Also, throw some Succotash on your on yourself. Uh, go up to the uh, Succotash store. You can get that link at our website as well. And uh, don't forget to uh, read my reviews as part of This Week in Comedy podcast on SplitSider.com. Thank you, Joe Polino. Uh, thank you, Bill Haywatt. Fabulous drink, the life or death. Huh? What? Keep it at one, Bill. Keep it at one. And uh, until next time, please remember to pass that. Suck a tash. 
Folks, you've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast with your inimitable host, Mr. Mark Hershon. You can find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com and get all those goodies that Mark was telling you about. Uh, you can find us at Suckatash Show on iTunes. You can even find us at Suckatash Show on your smartphone Stitcher app. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Friend Suckatash on Facebook. You can email us at marc at SuckatashShow.com or you can give us a call at 1-818-921-7212. Suckatash is produced and engineered at Studio P, Sausalito, home of the hit. Musical direction provided by Scott Carvey, booth assistant Kenny Durges, and filling in for the indisposed Bill Haywatt. <laughs> this is Joe Paulino reminding you to pass the Suckatash. Goodbye. showing him how to make these things.